0: Good morning, welcome to Secret to My Success. My name is Alan Bornstein and I'm here with... Luis Alisea, good
1: morning everyone. Happy to be here once again in this beautiful, beautiful morning.
0: So we are here to talk to business owners about their journey, their venture, how they went from being employed by somebody to being self-employed. Louis brought some amazing guests in here that have played professional sports, football, baseball. Football, baseball, uh, basketball, and uh, golf. We've had some wonderful people, and this is about learning their secret to their success to help you grow your business. Thanks for being here with us this morning. We're so glad you could be here. If you have an interesting story, if you know somebody, that you think we should be talking to, we'd like to hear from you. You can reach me, Alan, 561-953-2007 at extension 101. Once again, my name is Alan. Secret to my success, 561-953-2007, extension 101. Please call us. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you. Good day. This is Alan, secret to my success, here with my buddy Dawn.
2: Hi, Alan. Good day. Good day
0: know your aunt told me I could say I'm here at the crack of dawn
2: oh okay she told Funny. me it was okay Alan came to our Christmas party this weekend so he got to meet he got to meet a lot of the family but he yeah you had to meet some people my, daughter nice. and my aunt I'm oh, glad no, you stopped by it was nice to see you, nice I, to you. I'm glad you
0: invited me that yeah. was awesome well we have a special guest host today because Louie's out for a couple of weeks and we actually brought somebody in from Argentina Because we thought he might have something very short to say about World
3: Cup. Oh, I do. We won. Yes. (laughs) I was a happy camper and a little hungover yesterday, but that's okay.
0: (laughs) Okay, so yes, I know you were actively involved in watching World Cup, but isn't soccer the most boring sport in the entire world?
3: No, it's actually one of the prettiest games you'll ever see when it gets up and down. If you follow the sport very carefully... You can see the beauty of the sport. It's a lot better than football. There's always action going on, and these guys can actually do—if they play the whole game—can run as far as like ten miles.
2: The prettiest game. I've never heard anybody describe a sport as the prettiest.
3: It's—it's it's a fantastic game to watch. <laughs> um, They—the way they go in their triangles, which is the way you learn how to play, and the way you make the passes. No, it's a. Fan- M-
0: Marcel, you're from Manchester,
3: Connecticut. I lived there, yes.
0: You lived there. Okay, you're right. You're from Argentina. You grew up in Manchester, Connecticut. I don't ever remember you actually ever playing soccer.
3: I did. I played in uh, junior high. You did not. I did. Where'd you
0: go to junior high? Bennett. I don't believe you actually played soccer.
3: I did. Really? Yes, I did. And what happened? Uh, They kicked you off the girls' team? uh, Well, for... Going into the girls' locker room, but no. Um, <laughs> anyway, no, uh, I did play. Unfortunately, due to circumstances beyond my control, I wasn't wasn't able to. Uh, it wasn't continue. genitalia, was it? It wasn't. I couldn't follow up in uh, high school, and that's just the way the ball bounces. Okay, things happen in life, and not always for the best. But this is what happens.
0: marcello thank you for being with us. We have a special guest, another fellow alum from Manchester, Connecticut
3: and does he still live there no oh
0: nobody actually lives in manchester connecticut that you know do they
3: a few people are probably still there uh the city or the town has changed quite a bit since uh
0: we're not going there so andy spiel welcome to our show
3: (laughs) Good, good morning
0: good morning how are you I am great thank you for having me well we're glad you're here so let me ask you a question did you watch any world cup soccer
4: or football. I actually did. You did? And I'm very glad that uh, Argentina won.
3: Thank are, you.
0: Are you just saying that to make Marcelo happy? Because there's no need to do that.
4: <laughs> no, I would have liked the USA to have won, but you know, based on the situation, I'm as a second favorite. I'm glad that they won, based on who were the finalists. So, congrats, Marcelo.
3: Thank you very much,
0: Andy. You are from Manchester, Connecticut. You grew up there. I did. Were you born in Hartford, Manchester?
4: No, I was born in Massachusetts, actually.
0: Okay. And you're a Red Sox fan or a Yankees fan? I am still a Red Sox and all of the
4: Massachusetts New England team fans. I don't like them anymore.
0: Oh, forget it. He didn't (laughs) like you to begin with. So, yes, that is awesome. Okay. So, you grew up in Manchester. You graduated from Manchester High School, I believe, in 1984.
4: I did, with you.
0: Yes. I was only actually I was in Manchester for just one semester. They kicked me out. What Get a surprise. <laughs> I No, it's funny, I'm still buddies with Mike Mullen. Do you remember him? Yes. Yeah, I see Mike Mullen all yep. the time. Do you
4: really? <laughs> there are actually I, I still know a few people that live in Manchester, so that I grew up with. Really? Yep.
0: I don't know, it's yep. a tough place to live
4: now. It is. I I don't hear too many good things anymore. But it's uh, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate.
3: It really is because that was a very uh, nice town to grow up in. Um, there were a lot of really cool places. I mean, the the back half of the parkade is now gone. Um, some of the places I used to hang out with are gone. At, hang out at, I should say, were are gone. But it's very much changed. It's gotten worse. I don't. I can understand- tell you why.
0: East Hartford spread into Manchester.
4: Yeah, I agree
0: with that. I mean, you
4: know.
0: Uh, I, I grew up in East for Hartford. For a lot of reasons. Yeah, so I grew up I in East mean, Hartford. Yeah, Manchester, it's a tough place. Manchester at one, place, at one point was like I, the equivalent of Glastonbury.
3: No, Glastonbury always had this kind of like uppity uh, reputation. Manchester was considered uh, pretty much blue-collar. East Hartford was always Pratt and Whitney. And then once that left, it was it was pretty much downhill um there was no place to go to work really because
0: oh, there's still plenty of stuff in hartford but let's not go there let's talk about andy
3: <laughs> yeah let's yeah i mean andy, we are so, going off on a tangent so
0: mm-hmm. andy you graduated from manchester high where'd you go to college i
4: went to bentley college which is now bentley university just west of boston
0: i always thought when we were kids you were going to be a lawyer an accountant you had that air of white collar
4: Oh, thank you.
0: <laughs> yes. Being, being a rich Jewish kid from Manchester, I assumed it was going in that direction. Where'd you go?
4: Well, um, I don't know if any of you guys realize this, but my father was a real cowboy in Connecticut and in Massachusetts, and he always had a dream of going out west and having a ranch. And when I was in, uh, a junior in college, my folks actually moved to Arizona, to Tucson, um, by chance, And uh, I helped them move, and I fell in love with it instantly. It was a whole new place.
0: So when you Um, and your family moved to Arizona, I assume you increased the Jewish population in Arizona like threefold.
4: (laughs) That I doubt. (laughs) Really? But uh, No, actually, the funny part of my my whole story here is, um, and an excellent part actually is, uh, another fellow MHS alum, Dana Zakin, became my wife ten years after we graduated. She was living in Manhattan, and I was in Tucson, and she came out for business, and we fell in love at the sunset at the Grand Canyon and got married. And she moved here, and not on the here same date. What's that?
0: Not on the first date. Uh, the next day actually. Oh, so get out of here. Not. Really? Get out of here. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm not kidding you.
0: The next yep. day
2: after your first date, you got married? No, 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 no. We fell Second date. We wanted to be together. Oh, so, ah, okay.
4: But we, we were married a year later. Yep.
0: I hear a lot of people so. get pushed over the Grand Canyon, so you're lucky that didn't happen, right?
4: <laughs> Believe it or not, a lot of people fall over the Grand Canyon, but you can't do what you're used to. they blocked a lot of things off. As you know, things have changed, but um, it was a much easier time then. So,
0: so tell me, what are you doing out in Arizona these days?
4: Well, like most of us, I mean, I I graduated college, I came out here, I became a pharmaceutical rep and didn't like it, and went in, back into retail. I know we all were in retail. Uh, Alan and I worked for Caldors uh, during high school, and uh, I went back into retail for a short time. Then I went into commercial plastics and the general management, operations, sales, marketing deal for many years. Uh, only had a couple of jobs. Uh, we then moved after about eight years. We I moved up to fi- the Phoenix area and became an insurance adjuster for a dozen years. Uh, my wife got a job working for McKesson, one of the largest companies in the world, selling medical software, and she's been there now 27 years. So uh, since a few changes there, but... I stayed in the same fields, basically. Uh, My last corporate job was with Banner Health as a supply chain manager. I ran two hospitals in the East Valley of Phoenix. Um, Most people don't realize that uh, Arizona is larger than the the entire size of New England put together. And uh, the Phoenix metro area is almost 10,000 square miles. So it's huge. Uh, I got tired of working for terrible management, and I went into real estate. I've been in real estate development now for coming up on nine years, and I haven't looked back.
0: So I want you to think about this. You leave high school, leave college, and most people don't take a hard left turn and say, I'm going to be a pharmacist. I'm going to be this. So it seems like you've taken a couple different turns, turns in different places to get where you are. What took you from that hard turn of being employed to being self-employed? Honestly,
4: tired of not making the money that I deserve and that I worked extremely hard for. Um, Knowing you as long as I have, and I I still remember, (laughs) I hope you do too as well. Um, A lot of us came from hardworking families with values, morals, education was a very big part of our background. Uh, my parents always instilled in uh, in my sister and I that, you know, education is the most important thing. Whether you follow what you study is up to you or up to fate, but as long as you try your hardest, then success will come. Um, I just, I, I was bored. I, I wasn't making the money that I felt I deserved, and I always had an interest in uh, real estate and I had started real estate uh, about 20 years before uh, I went off on my own and I decided, listen, I know I can do this. I got to take a a risk and if I don't, I'll be sorry. And I did and I've not looked back since. So now you
3: mentioned bad management, bad management that you worked for. What did you mean by bad management?
4: Um, I worked for all different types of people and management styles. And regardless of what anyone says, um, any type of management can work if you have good quality people that respect others. Um, I've had four poor managers in in my work history, um, all of which had obviously had mental issues but um, inadequacy issues um, problems with people under them overachieving and it's a shame because there's a lot of good people out there that have an unlimited potential not only personally but to offer to whichever organization they're working for. and we could we could spend a week talking about all this. But um, did you learn anything the bottom, from
0: these people, though? Um, nothing positive.
4: I know, but sometimes a
0: negative lesson will teach you what you'll never be, what you'll never do, how you'll yeah. never treat people. And you're
4: exactly right. Uh, a lot of what I learned was. Looking, you know, introspectively looking at myself, What am I doing? What have I done? Have I been a good person? Am I being empathetic? Am I being open and transparent with my employees? I had a lot of employees. I mean, you know, anywhere from one or two directs up to hundreds. And regardless of the number, um, your employees see who you are. They see how you how you act and how you emulate your. Uh, empathy and your transparency and your personality if they can tell if you're upset if you're happy if you're sad but they can also tell if you're a good person and when you experience truly bad people or evil people that have no agenda other than to perpetuate themselves and their personalities it's extremely detrimental and I was very fortunate in in the education that I had with, you know, going to Bentley College. And um, I did go to I did get my master's degree while I was in Arizona working full time as well, which was very similar to the Bentley uh, perspective. Bentley was very uh, on hands or hands on. Uh, Every Mm -hmm. professor was a full fledged professor and they worked full time. They were either retired from the working world or currently working, and all major contributors in their industries. Uh, Many of the professors I had wrote all the books that were used nationwide in all the business schools. So I was very fortunate. Let me ask you a question. Sure.
0: So at some point when you're actually going to school, do you believe that they actually set you up to be self-employed? Because I find a lot of people went to college. It was, how do you get a good job? Where are you going to Absolutely. go after this? But there was never a real... Like it's so weird. I talk to people now that are telling me yeah. they're going to college for a degree in entrepreneurialism. I was like, really? How, I, that didn't exist. Exactly. Yeah.
4: No, you, you're you're 100% correct. Um, I became a, a realtor, and, and I attribute this to a professor I had was a real estate attorney at that. Okay. Professor Sarajian and... You know he said listen you can, you can come from any walk of life with no money or as much money as you'll ever want, and you can be successful or you can be a failure you have to choose and I just was very much interested he 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 made me realize that i I had an affinity for it I liked it I enjoyed it I enjoy what I do to me it's not work so so tell us, how what's people... your
0: day like? What do you do?
4: <laughs> I'm an early riser.
0: Uh,
4: I used to be a a night owl, but not anymore. As you get older, it gets more <laughs> difficult. But I get up early in the morning. I'm usually up 536. I take the dogs out for a walk. It's still dark here. Um, so I do that. They get their breakfast. I have mine i i try to plan my day the day before you
0: never mix up the Um, dog's breakfast right
3: with his yeah
0: exactly (laughs) just want to make okay keep going
4: (laughs) i'm sure i have if i've been half asleep okay um but you know i i plan ahead you have to plan ahead i mean and sometimes you have no control i mean this time of year with the with the getting cold it's gotten as cold as 30, 32 degrees. It was 34 this morning here, which most people don't understand. But um, we usually have a, a 30 to 40 degree swing in temperature at any given time between morning and evening. So um, they're a problem. I mean, you know, I had a client yesterday call me, uh, one of my tenants in one of my rentals. Uh, my heat's not working. I'm like, okay, so I have to stop what I'm doing. And she's an elderly tenant. And they can't be without heat or air conditioning. That's a must, especially in the summer here. The winter isn't so bad, not like New England or, you know, other cold states. But you have to be prepared. And like I said, plan the day before, but you have to plan on the fly. So I'm always dealing with problems. And after a while, you get kind of tired of that. So, you know, I have home warranties. I have uh, I usually manage my own properties, which most real estate people don't do.
0: Andy, how many properties um, do you have?
4: i have I have uh, a property in Florida on the Panhandle that i I use as a rental, and that one was just flooded last week. So I have a management company handling that because I'm out of state, but
3: and that's just a I, single I, unit, right? I,
4: yeah it's, a, it's okay. a single unit I probably have i used to have about a dozen here in the valley, but I've downsized because of um, not wanting to be involved in the older properties as much because they tend to break so when you normal most people I know that are realtors are investing in real estate development have rentals and they have properties. I have a commercial property that I use for storage and equipment and that kind of things because I actually I do the physical renovations myself to a certain
3: point. Most people don't, but, um,
4: there are reasons for everything, but it's,
3: uh, you know, um, You take care time, of what you can so that you exactly. so cut costs.
4: And, but that's pretty much my day. I mean, I, I have to address issues and then of course you have to set aside time to solicit business. Um, a lot of people don't realize that agents and realtors are, basically the same realtors have you know one or two more designations that we get licensing for and it costs us money to be licensed and to operate and have insurance and all that so we get all of our business from referrals and from advertising um open houses here in arizona open houses have really changed Uh, i don't do a lot of open houses i usually have other people do them for me um But we have a smaller network here. Arizona has over 100,000 realtors now, or agents
0: per se. Uh, We have that in Palm Beach County.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah. So, you know, Florida has a huge population. Arizona, you know, uh, I think has under two dozen, dozen and a half counties. So we're big. Um, But when I moved here, when my folks moved here at the end of 86, Arizona was about three- 3.2 3.2 million people. Now we're almost 8 million people. We have over 3,000 people moving here a month from all over, not just from California. We do have a big influx, but we also have over 2 million undocumented, um, incoming people from Mexico and other places in South America. So everything is changing daily. Uh, we have to keep, uh, I have to keep, uh, Abreast of everything. And of course, like anyone else, I have to pay bills. So I have to find some sort of income. So I help people buy and sell, and I do what most people realize or or understand is fix and flippers. So I'll buy a house, I'll gut it and renovate it. And I actually do a lot of the work myself. I have subs that I hire. Um, But there's a lot of risk especially with this, this whole COVID pandemic over the last two and a half, almost three years now, it, it's caused a big financial burden on everyone. And then with the economy, materials, oh, my God. So that's my day. I plan. I have to look at everything. I, I'm always keeping abreast of the market, suppliers. Um,
0: Andy, real quick, with COVID, did, did you get burned on any uh, renters that said, look, I'm not paying and government regulation prevented you from kicking them out?
4: No, thankfully, because I specialize in retirees. Okay. So, uh, I was very lucky, but I, two years ago, I came down with COVID and double pneumonia. I almost died twice. Oh, wow. Three strokes, 107 temperature. It put me out for four months. Oh, wow. So, uh, that hurt my business. I was always involved, but I, and I couldn't really speak for the first month, uh, literally. So it was awful. Um, and it's taken a huge toll on everyone else, but the real estate market here exploded. You know, the values of homes went up over 50% in some places, a hundred percent. So trying to keep up with that's difficult. Um, I was lucky because we lived in the same house over 22 years and I sold during the height in March and had already purchased the property the year before. Um, so I was lucky. And, I was able to pick up a property which floated me through the summer. Uh, it took me a while, but, you know, recovering. And then with the way the the workforce is here, people will jump ship for 50 cents a dollar an hour or $100 here, $1,000 there. And when you think you have a long-standing sub or a contractor, one minute, the next minute, they're like, sorry, I can't help you. Or they don't show up.
2: So, Don, I got to go tell back.
0: you, I'm a little surprised. Don has a little side hustle called real estate as well. Yes, <laughs> and it's not nearly what it is. It sounds like in Arizona because everybody here. I mean, you've got real estate realtors that are saying, "Oh, we'll charge one percent, one and a half percent." Yep, it, it's all yeah,
2: it's all over the place. You know, it's and there's mm-hmm. so many agents, right? Everyone has 20 friends that's a, a real estate agent around here. That's yes. correct. I actually That's didn't. I, I didn't want
0: to use a friend when I bought a house. I wanted somebody I hated, so when I yelled and screamed at him, I didn't feel bad.
2: You know what I've decided? Is <laughs> you're smart. I don't want to you're work smart. with friends, and I don't want to work with family. In the beginning, I did, right? right? And now it's like, you know, I mean, there's so many great things about real estate, and there's so many not great things about real estate, and it's it's the most important decision. People make in their lives. But I feel like they lose their mind, right? I feel like they just lose all sense of reality, sense of loyalty. And then everybody has an Uncle Tom who bought a house in 1972 who knows everything. It's like, right? <laughs> like, you know? So, yeah. So I have a no, question. I hear you. Um,
3: go ahead. Since Arizona is considered one of those great places to go to retire. Um, So you have a very aging population, but is it also as transient as it is here in Florida?
4: Actually, it is. And believe it or not, you have a lot of folks that move from Florida to Arizona and Arizona back to Florida. Um, I know a few people that have done the round trip twice, three times. Um, People that want to be near the water and then decide that they can't be in the sun anymore. And then move to Arizona. And I'm like, why'd you move to Arizona if you can't be in the sun? Not, we yeah. have the strongest sun in the country. Um, but both places, um, Florida has a huge advantage, no state income tax. That's a big deal. Um, Arizona, unfortunately, depending upon your income, for instance, I pay about 30% of my federal income tax to the state of Arizona as a state income tax so we get killed here. Uh, real estate taxes on the other hand are much more reasonable than most states. Um, but we have state sales tax and the sales tax is higher. Uh, it ranges between 7% and almost 11% depending upon where you live. Mm. So like Scottsdale, it's over, it's like ten and a half, ten and a and a quarter percent. It's,
0: you know,
3: it gets up there. Um, well, Scottsdale's Both. got to maintain all those wonderful golf courses. So We're,
0: we're going to actually have thing. to wrap this up pretty soon. But I have to tell you, Andy, a you taught me a valuable lesson when we were kids, and I don't even think you know this. What was that? It's called Quit When You're Ahead. <laughs> so, I actually said that to you? No, you're going to laugh. I'm sure you oh. don't remember. But we're at a party, and we're playing racquetball. And How you old were you? 17, 18? Okay. Just 17. to clarify. And Andy told me he was going to kick my butt in racquetball. And we were playing. And just before we got in the court, he said, let's play for a dollar. I said, that's cool. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but Andy Davis, Charlie horsed me in the leg the day before, and I could barely walk. I mean, seriously. But there was no way I was going to turn down you and I playing a game of racquetball. And miraculously, and I mean miraculously, I barely beat you. And you wanted to play again, and I couldn't walk. I mean, I couldn't walk. And you took a dollar bill and you crumpled it up and threw it on the ground and said, here. And you taught me quit while I was ahead.
2: Because you played again. I couldn't play again. You know? <laughs> I couldn't walk.
3: Holy cow. He still can't walk. He walks I like an old can, man
0: today. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. So, Andy, I believe yes, that most real estate mistakes fix themselves. So, if you buy a place, today you might be underwater, but tomorrow a year from now, you'll be able to get your money out. Your thoughts on that?
4: Um, I agree and disagree. Okay. But on the agree part, you never, you never want to buy and sell um, out of despair or with emotion. Um, yes, we buy because we love something and, you know, our wife or our husband or our significant other falls in love with it. But, we, all, we should always think in the back of our head, take a step back and do we? is this going to serve our purpose? Do we really need it? Or how is it going to serve us? Are we looking for the short term or the long term? And the old business adage, if you hold and you wait, real estate is one of the only commodities that's not going anywhere.
2: Buy and hold. Mind and
4: simple. Right.
2: right, buy and hold.
4: So, um, you know, a lot of people get upset and you know, to add one more thing to it, dealing with family and friends is the hardest thing. I lost friends over it, um, not to my fault, but. They're a pain in stated, the, 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 people on the radio. Wonder, I know, I know, I know. I'm going to control but it. But they are the worst to deal with Ugh. because their true nature comes out and it can get scary.
0: And, words are- you know, Andy, Uh, what's the name of your business?
2: And Andy, we are out of time. I have to cut Alan off. What's the name of your business on
0: how does somebody reach you if they're thinking about buying in uh, Arizona?
4: ADS Enterprises Southwest.
0: A-D-S. A as in D,
4: ADS, my initials.
0: Okay. Enterprises Southwest. And your phone number?
4: You can Google me, 480-225-7219. And I will be doing business in Florida eventually, so
0: what's your website again?
4: Uh, just my email i don't I don't have a formal website other than through Realty One Group who I hold my license through. so you can look me up by my name. you can look me up uh, my email a spiel66 at gmail.com
3: and one more oh, time, like the call? TV commercials, your phone number
4: four eight zero two two five.
2: Very good. Andy, I'm glad you're healthy. I'm glad you made it through.
0: So happy to have you on the show and reconnect. And we wish you nothing but the best and happy holidays. Happy
4: holidays. Thanks very much. The same to all of you. My pleasure. I really appreciate you having me.
1: Thank you. Thanks.
5: Call Apple Insurance at 888-MY-BLUE-8 today to speak to a licensed agent about your Medicare Advantage options. That's 888-MY-BLUE-8. Apple Insurance and Florida Blue. Call 888-MY-BLUE-8 today.
1: Florida Blue is an independent license of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association. Good day.
0: This is Alan, Secrets My Success, back with our guest host, Marcello Pinsky. Woo!
3: Thank you. Thank you. Marcelo Chinsky. Thank you.
0: So he's got an interesting background. Marcelo's a nice Italian name.
3: It can go French, too. It depends on who's asking.
0: Okay. Hmm. Chinsky is Polish.
3: Yes, it goes. You're born in
0: Argentina.
3: (laughs) By the way, we won the World Cup.
2: There is a mix there.
0: Right? And he's Jewish. You are a mutt.
3: (laughs) Thank you. Right? But we still won the World Cup.
0: Okay, but you won the (laughs) World Cup. But yes, you have an interesting background.
3: Yes, I do. I guess I do.
0: Yes, Anything else?
3: It, no, that's it. We just won the World Cup. Okay. <laughs> Don, is there anything else you you'd st- like to comment on? Oh, Don, thank is, you for being here.
2: Thank you for having me. Very yeah. happy. I love our new uh, our, our our guest host. You do? No. Yeah, I do. Don't sit. now.
3: It's going to get to his head. Uh, I like him. I you know what? This is I can you know, walk around with my chest out for a little bit for a couple days and then realize that I'm it's going to make no difference in the way I live the rest of my life that Argentina won the World Cup. <laughs> so. I have said
0: that I'm a Red Sox fan. Win or lose, the next day I still have to go to work.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I feel good for about an hour, and then after that, has no bearing on my life. So congratulations.
3: Thank you. Move on. Uh, no, I get a, I get an extra day of this. Okay, we'll and then you one after more that, yeah, please.
0: Beautiful, and we have another stoner for a guest. Isn't this I have so cool? Stoner. We have a stoner. We have Jeremy Sitten. Jeremy. Hey guys. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Well, we appreciate it. In fact, Marcello was so excited about you coming on, he was wondering if you brought samples.
1: <laughs> I always have samples in my car, sir. You hear
2: Great. that?
3: Great. Can I just borrow the keys and you
2: I'll could. just go <laughs> out to the <laughs> <business> car? Absolutely.
3: <laughs> Don?
2: That's a good businessman. He always has samples with him. I like that.
0: Would you like a sample?
2: No. No? I mean, maybe it may be something to help me sleep. I'm not a good sleeper. Oh, yeah? Yeah.
1: Okay. We have so, something for
2: that. Okay. Really? Yeah, so try it.
0: You want to sleep through the show or you want to do it afterwards?
2: No, She already afterwards. sleeps through the show. I know. Yeah. <laughs> there's, Dawn, that's There's cruel. no sleeping. I'm sorry. when you're around, Ellen. No.
1: Thank
0: you, Dawn. <laughs> yes. So, Jeremy, let's talk. Sure. Where Where are you from?
1: Uh, originally, I'm from Medford, Oregon, um, but I'm a nomad. I've been all over.
0: Okay. Uh, like, where, where, where'd you so like? Where'd you like the most besides Florida, of course?
1: Okay, so I love Florida. Um, I love the East Coast a lot more than I love the West Coast. I lived here in my 20s, um, and it was okay. Uh, the East Coast I love. I lived in San Diego for a few years. Um, I like San Diego absolutely one of my favorite places. Okay. Um, Las Vegas I was before Florida. I was in Las Vegas for eight years. Um, and I still really enjoy Las Vegas. Okay?
3: That seems weird. most a lot of people prefer the West Coast over the East Coast, Do but they? you're you're different. Well, that's all the people that I've talked
1: with. Sure. yeah um, but yeah I, uh, uh, I am different. <laughs> You're different. Well, I've been told this before.
3: Maybe you smoke too much product. That could, be <laughs> it.
1: that
5: could be it.
0: So was this a passion when you were like 12 years old smoking weed and you said, hey, you know something? I'm going to figure out a way to make a living doing this, legally.
1: And, you know, I, I didn't. Maybe I did back then when I was younger and, you know, I was a stoner. Right. Um, yeah, it was. <laughs> but as I grew up, no, it was, uh, it was not even a thought in my mind to enter this space at all. Um, it just kind of fell in my lap. Okay, And the girl, that the company that I work for, your CBD store, uh, I know the girl. I worked with her years and years and years ago before she started this company. She sent me some samples of products. They worked really well and just decided to open one of these stores. um, So it's the samples that got you hooked. It was. Oh,
0: nice. It was. Okay.
1: Um, You know, she sent me a topical cream um, for my bad back, and it worked. And nothing prior to that ever worked. No, you know, aspirin, Tylenol, anything. Um, And within 10 minutes... My back pain was pretty much cleared up. It's kind of hard to
0: believe that through all these years, that you could smoke cigarettes with a cancer warning, you could drink until your liver falls out. Sure, but that we've kept marijuana CBD yeah. illegal for so long.
1: Yeah, it's a um, it's an oddity for sure. I mean, you know, there's drunk drivers killing people daily. Um, again, cigarettes are killing people by the thousands a day. Um, the space that we're in, it's just I mean, the most you're gonna do is raid the refrigerator or uh you know, our focus is on pain relief more than anything. Okay. <clears throat> um you know, most of our products are just geared for feeling better, general wellness. Um, you know, my wife has a lot of anxiety, so she takes it for anxiety and she sees a lot of success from it. It's not because of you though. The anxiety? Yeah. It's absolutely because okay. of- <laughs> Like ninety nine percent of it.
0: So do you help by taking some of the products too so that
1: I do. You can relieve the anxiety? I I do, absolutely. I I took it before I came in today. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, But then we also have the other side of it too, which is the THC side, which does, you know, produce a buzz, get you stoned, that kind of thing. Um, But our main focus is on CBD. But we do carry the other products as well.
3: I I have a couple friends that have various cancers Sure. and they found that uh, the CBD has helped as far as the pain management. One of my friends has uh, stage four and She has to use it. It, She says it
1: works very well as compared to the other uh, prescribed painkillers. Yep. We see a lot of success in that area, um, you know, with cancer patients and stuff like that. A
0: lot of the issue comes with cancer patients is that they rapidly lose weight. Cancer actually burns lots of calories. True. They lose their appetite and they don't want to eat. Very true. So I saw with my stepfather when he was going through pancreatic cancer that they were giving him pills and stuff like that. Yep. And he had a real tough time at first because he grew up with... Marijuana's bad. These pills can't be good for me. He he was brainwashed, instilled in him.
1: And the stigma still exists. I mean, we hear it almost daily. Still, Um, we opened our stores coming up on four years ago, um, and that was all we heard. The first four or the first couple years um, was just you know, pot's bad. And well, I think it's going to take like a generational change to it is
3: to uh, you know all of a sudden make marijuana and cbd more mainstream sure
0: but the problem is all these states are saying that they're going to legalize it but the federal government has not legalized it right so it's still a federal crime they've just chosen not to prosecute yep but at some point if you've got somebody who came in a little left or a little too far right and they turn around and they say we're going to start prosecuting then it actually becomes an issue because state law actually will contradict
1: federal law it will absolutely um, we actually saw it happen in Las Vegas when we lived there, um, right before they had a dispensary open and they were open a little bit too early, um, and they raided the place and got popped even though statewide it was still legal, um, but federally, it not right. matter.
0: It's still a problem with banking. Yes. So, because the bank systems are run by the federal government, yep. I know it's really difficult as a business like yours for financing or even in some cases banking and insurance.
1: So ours is a little bit different. Um, You know, most of the dispensaries that you have to get your medical marijuana card for, they will only take cash. Um, We're allowed to take credit card payments, but it was a big fight to get that. Um, Just because we weren't in that space, especially at that time, we didn't sell anything with THC. It was all very, very low dose. Um, So we're able to, but yeah, it's still, it's still a huge issue for, you know, these dispensaries and um, the insurance is also a rough one to navigate sometimes. Um, we've been with our company for four years now, so it's easy. But to find that company to begin with was a nightmare.
3: What's the issue with the insurance? I'm not familiar.
1: Um, I don't know. It was just it, it was insanely hard to find somebody who would cover us. And they wouldn't really tell us what the issue was.
0: A lot of the insurance carriers would not write GL, business owners policies, anything to do with weed. Yep. It became really a problem. Even yeah. workers' comp, some, there were some issues. But there's a bunch of people writing it now, but it took a long time for them, as conservative and crazy as they are, sure, to kind of move a little to make it happen. Yeah. So it's funny. We met you at a concert. We did. And we were talking about product placement. We thought it was so cool that your store was selling all this stuff right next to the donut shop. <laughs>
1: I mean, what a win-win situation, right? <laughs> yeah, you right? Just, you just had to make sure you were going in the correct order. CBD. Exactly, right. So they walk into the CBD and then the donuts are directly past us. So and then it's the, a, only, the only booth missing was the Doritos booth right next door. <laughs> hopefully next month they have that out there. Right?
0: That'd be a riot. So, yeah, product placement. So do you let the Girl Scouts come out and sell cookies in front of your place? Because I hear they've done really well. You
1: know, I've seen that in the news and that is absolutely hilarious to me. Um, and you know what? Now that you say that. I'm going to go out and uh, see if we can recruit some to stand in front of our store next year.
0: Okay, so you don't have to recruit. We're going to put it out there that if you are running a Girl Scout troop in what town?
1: Uh, We're in Palm Beach Gardens and West Palm Beach.
0: Okay, and you want to start selling some cookies. It's probably a really nice place. It is. The store's really nice. (laughs) It's not a seedy area. Not at all. Okay, that these people can actually raise money by putting something in front of your place.
1: Absolutely. Come on down. It beats putting in front of the grocery store, that's for sure. This is true. I mean, that's your clientele right there, right? Any Girl Scouts are more than welcome to come on down.
3: (laughs) Okay, it's the old hey, man, this is great,
1: right?
0: (laughs) That sounds a little too creepy with you talking about that and Girl Scouts. Okay,
3: (laughs) so we're not. I think everybody knows I'm talking
1: cookies. Okay,
0: okay, okay. We're not going to go there. So,
1: how long has your store been open? Um, it'll be four years in May. Okay. Uh, we, we opened one originally, our Palm Beach Garden store, and then we purchased our second store off somebody He was a young kid, he just, he was in over his head. Um, and that store is in West Palm Beach, and that store opened around the same time. So both stores have been open just coming up on four years. And
3: besides the usual business license that are required, I mean, uh, with, between Palm Beach County and the state, sure. are there any other extra licenses that you need for, to run CBD?
1: Uh, we have to, the Department of Agriculture, Um, provides a license every year Mm -hmm. um, for you. So you have to have that. But other than that, no. Um, It's just all the same business licensing. Okay. And you get your products from, obviously, you retail. But where do you get wholesale from? So we are part of the biggest chain, um, biggest brick and mortars in the nation. We have 500 of these stores nationwide. Uh, A couple popped up in Europe. And they're doing some stuff, I think, in South America now, too. So we have a parent company, Sunflora. They're here in Florida as well. They're on the West Coast. And uh, that's where we get all our products. All our products are made by the one manufacturer. They're all tested rigorously. Um, We don't sell a smorgasbord of stuff like a lot of these stores do just because we don't know what's in that other stuff. We know what's in our product and we know it's the best you can get out there.
0: The town of Lantana Mm -hmm. was wrestling with trying to put a store in locally. And there was people that are saying, we don't want those people here. Mm-hmm. It's going to bring crime. It's going to bring all kinds of stuff. Yep. What would your argument be to a bunch of people that are backwards thinkers saying, this is crazy?
1: <sighs> Again, most of it's just for, you know, pain relief and stuff like that. I don't think that there is any, I don't know, I don't think there's any bad that comes of these stores at all. Um, is there a higher crime rate in a CBD store versus any other retail store? I, don't think so not in ours for
3: certain okay you know i still think it goes back to that generational change where you have to change the minds
1: the older folks are still you know hey you're absolutely right you're absolutely right and i mean you can see a shift even in the four years that we've been open we don't get it quite as much where you know we're associated with marijuana so we're automatically bad um and we see a lot of people coming in these days that i think four years ago we wouldn't have seen coming in um just because they've heard through friends and you know it If it works and you hear something from your friend, you're bound to try it, you know. Have you ever been protested in front of your store? No. Okay. Have
0: (laughs) have you actually ever had to kick somebody out of the store that just didn't understand what you were doing?
1: No. No. No, there has never been, let me knock on wood, but never any incidences at our store.
3: Okay. Is it mostly the client that comes into your store already know what they're going into or are there many times that you have to actually explain
1: to them, here's what there is? So that's a great question. Um, Some people know, but most of the time when they come in for the first trial basis, that's why we have them set up as brick and mortar stores. You can get CBD anywhere. You can get it at gas stations, you can get it at vape shops, you can get the stuff anywhere. Ours, you come in and we have doctors on our corporate team that send us these great webinars and keep us up to date with everything. And pass that information along to us so we can pass it along to the customer. So there's always, you know, when they first come in, it's always somewhat of a, you know, hey, this is for this, this is for that, and let's get it dialed in what you're looking for. Five years ago,
0: I had a torn rotator cuff, and I actually had to go through surgery. Sure. And I was really afraid of, I was told it's a super painful surgery, and you're not going to be able to sleep. It's going to be really difficult. So... I said, the heck with it. And I went to a friend, and he had his own little in-house yep. store. And I got to tell you, it was pretty funny. So I walk in, and he tells me to sit there. And I'm wondering, why does he want me to sit there and not there? And then he's going through all this stuff that he's selling. And as I'm walking out, the only thing that goes through my head is to catch a predator. You know, when they walk outside, they grab them, throw them on the ground. Yes. <laughs> and I'm looking around, and I'm thinking... Oh, am I, I going to be on TV? Right. This I, is it. And before I went, I called my lawyer, who's a criminal defense attorney. He's a buddy of mine. And I said to him, hey, Phil, what's the deal? How much are you li- legally allowed to have before he says you're not? And he says, what are you thinking? And I told him a story. He says, yeah, don't worry about it. If you have any problems, just call me. But just go do it. And what was so strange was, I. so I bought uh, a little vape pen. It might have helped me sleep or not, but I was so disenchanted with painkillers. I truly hated painkillers. Yeah, That I would rather be in pain than take painkillers. And I get a call from a pharmacy and they said, Alan, one of your insurances won't cover this medicine that you need to take. I said, what is it? And they said, well, uh, painkillers block you up. You can't go to the bathroom. I said, okay. I said, well, how much is it? They said, it's $1,000. Wow. I said, well, I don't want to tell you, but crapping's not that important to me. <laughs> you know? $1,000. Wow. There's so many bad side effects from all these painkillers that yep. they're giving everybody that it's amazing that we keep pushing them. And they kept pushing them on me. I'm like, I don't want to take them. And I did for a little bit. And I got to tell you, I went two weeks. I couldn't remember anything. Really? Two weeks. Wow. I Somebody called them up. You know, my office is telling me that somebody called you and you signed them up to be a client. I'm like, I don't know who they are and I don't remember. Wow So how do you mainstream this? Because I'm telling you, pain pills are addictive and they're bad for you. They are. There's got to be a better way to get medical to mainstream that if you just had a painful surgery, this should be
1: and could be a better way
0: for you to get through treatment.
1: You know, I think once CBD is not regulated by the federal government whatsoever right now. And I think that maybe has something to do with big pharma. Um, May or may not. Once I think that it is regulated and more people find out, you know, the benefits of it. Like I said, it's happening daily. Um, I think we'll get there in three, four years. But how
0: many billion dollar lawsuits does it take for all these drug manufacturers to get caught into and pharmacies are getting caught into it, the pill mills? All This before somebody says, okay, so if we're suing all these people and there's all these billion dollar fines, what's the alternative?
1: Right, yeah, what's got to happen? I I don't know where that shift comes, and I to be honest with you, it it definitely should have already happened, but here we are, right? All
3: right, um, uh, Alan made a good point earlier about uh, the vape pens. Do you also sell the uh, material used to smoke this stuff, or to
1: we do so like the raw flour. We mm-hmm. do. Um, it's it's hemp flour. So yeah, mm-hmm. we sell it. It's completely
3: and, it's, and as far as the quote instruments, I don't want to sit there and go a bong paraphernalia. We thank you. Do
1: not sell the paraphernalia. <laughs> um, it, it's just something that we, you know, our stores are now corporate. They're. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think it cheapens the experience if you walk into a store like yours and there's bongs and it and... looks like a head shop? Yeah, I think that it does. I think, that, I think that our clientele is more comfortable to just come into our shop and just have it strictly be about health and wellness um, in, in, instead of having pipes laying everywhere. And, you know, could we make a few more bucks in our stores? Probably. Um, mm-hmm. But I just – I think it dumbs down the experience.
3: So we can open up a pipe shop right next right door next to store. you and we we'll are yes, good. Yes, <laughs> sir. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> you also sell edibles. We do. Tell me about edibles. Um, so the edibles are great. We have THC edibles, um, which opened us up to a whole new – clientele um a younger clientele base to be honest with you and we have cbd gummies um they're one of our most popular items in the store for sure between that and like a topical pain rub um i think those two are probably
3: no pop brownies
1: no pop brownies at this point just gummies okay just gummies.
3: It's interesting that all of a sudden you sell it as gummies and the whole younger generation is like lines up for these things.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: How many times do you see somebody coming in, middle-aged folks coming in and saying, I got to do something for my parents?
1: So we get it all the time. Um, and, and a lot of them, the same thing, going back to what we were talking about, have that stigma attached that their parents won't try it because growing up it was bad. It was evil. So we'll have, you know, their kids come in and, either get them something to talk into it, or, you know, we've had people just kind of give them to them and not tell them exactly what it was. So it happens a lot. you have a liquid you can mix in a tea
0: or a coffee? We sure do. Yeah.
1: We sure do. We have a water-soluble product that mixes. I'm I'm thinking my mom needs that. (laughs) I'm thinking my mom needs
0: that. What do you think, Marcelo?
3: She definitely does. Okay, yeah. (laughs) I know his mom. She needs it. Right? But, no, there is that whole generational thing because... I grew up in the 70s and 80s when we used to, you know. Right. You know, How about 60s? No, no. that I, okay. I was too young. <laughs> I would have been too young back then. Okay. But, you know, used to lock, lock the bathroom or go f- you know, behind the garage just sure. to, to smoke up. And your parents were like... Don't let me catch you with that stuff. That's, be, uh, you know. Absolutely. And I
2: used to take it from my parents. <laughs> that's funny. They're, yeah, I mean, they were hippies, so, you know. We had,
3: uh, we the ones that grew the up in this.
2: You know, go in the top dresser drawer.
0: <laughs> oh, that's right. I had no idea. Now, that that's makes funny. a lot more sense to me, okay? It explains all kinds of stuff that I didn't know. <laughs> that's funny. So, the first time you got a tattoo, Don, were you uh, under the influence?
2: no 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 i didn't get any tattoos till i was my first one I, I I was in my 20s which for me was older and then most of them i got in the so it was 10 years, years ago yeah thank you you're so sweet <laughs> you're a suck up sorry
3: <laughs> she got me coffee so i'm happy
0: <laughs> so yeah product placement i would think that you being next to a tattoo shop would be pretty cool too but no
3: uh
0: one of our stores has a tattoo shop right down the way how's
1: that work out for them um you know, I don't know. We, we've we done some business with some of their customers um, with some of our topical creams and stuff to put over new tattoos.
3: Yeah, but again, what he's saying before, you know, you, about selling um, the pipes and everything in the store.
1: Sure.
3: Once you put a tattoo shop next door, all of a sudden there's a stigma that goes with it. So he doesn't want to... I don't think you want to be next to a tattoo shop. I think
1: we're just far enough away from the tattoo shop where it, it, it works out well.
3: Okay. Product placement.
0: <clears throat> so what about the... Uh nursing care facilities or home health folks. Sure. Because I'll give you an example. I have a 95-year-old father that lives with me, and he is always on edge. I'm almost thinking I'd like to put something in his coffee. Yeah.
3: (laughs) You know? I know his father, too, and you know what? He could probably use that.
0: Yeah, he's, like, uptight, like everything's an issue.
3: Sure.
1: And you would think
0: stress causes all kinds of issues. Like, my mom is having problems with her eyes now. She can't see. And she tells me that stress makes it worse.
1: Really? Yes. Wow.
0: Every time I walk in the house, she tells me she's got stress, so I leave. <laughs> 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 okay. So is there an age limit? Can I walk into your store if I'm 15 years old and say I want some?
1: No. Um, there is an age limit, and it's 21 on our THC products and 18 for our CBD products. Okay. And, and you- who's, who
3: sets this, by the way? The eight. The do, does your company set that, or is that the state... I-
1: I, I believe it's a state thing, but it's definitely our corporate structure is to, you know, check IDs. And if they look young, then you have guidelines. I walk into a bar and
2: I'm
0: drunk and I'm asking for more drinks. At some point, the bartender could say, no, we're shutting you off. We're not going to do
1: it. So, you know, we sample our CBD line in our store. Um, we give out free samples. We're not allowed to sample our THC line. So it, and if somebody comes in too stoned, I mean, it. I don't know. I, I don't think there's any problem. Selling them more as long as they got a ride down there. Right. Um, But other than that, (laughs) right? yeah, maybe we would call them an an Uber or something if they were. (laughs) But other than that, no, it's it's just not that vibe in there. Um, Tell us about a unique experience. Tell us about something that happened in there. So I can tell you that we've had a crazy amount of cool experiences with customers um, in pain and... You know, some people are much more receptive to this stuff. This stuff for me is lights out, it works every time. Um, Some people have to fight with it a little bit to get it to work for them, take it for, you know, every day for a couple weeks before it starts really kicking in. Um, Some of the things that I've seen that were super cool is uh, a really guy, really big guy. His name's Nick. Um, The guy's probably six foot five, probably weighs 350 pounds, came into our store walking with a cane. Um, We gave him a sample of our water soluble, which is our faster acting product. He ended up buying something else, um, left, went home. And about 15 minutes later, I got a phone call from Nick. And he said, hey, I have to come back there. I said, oh, okay. you know, what's wrong? Something happened. He said, well, I walked up to my door without my cane for the first time in about 15 years. (laughs) Um, And and, yeah, and and it's incredible. And he's been a customer of ours for about three years now. Um, And we've seen we've seen stuff like that happen um, where it takes effect immediately on people and changes their life. Um, does it happen all the time? No. It's, it's few and far between where it happens that fast, um, but when it does, it's it's amazing to see.
0: Is the chiropractic industry somebody who's accepted what you're doing because they're looking for more homeopathic methodology? Yep. So we're
1: pills. next to a, a, a chiropractor in one of our stores, um, and they send people down all the time. Um, they don't use it in-house, but it's something that we haven't really branched out and talked to them about that we probably should. So if they're using a
0: biofreezer, one of those things while they're in there, why wouldn't they consider using one of your products as part of their treatment,
1: you're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean our our products, I feel, are superior to Biofreeze and anything like that.
0: Have you ever tried the Biofreeze? Yes. It stinks. It gets a little hot, gets a little cold, but you would think that and that's it's got what the mentality, it's supposed to do, right? right. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
0: And that's how you started using. You said you had back problems.
1: I did. So I started with a topical back cream, um, and like I said, within about you know 15 minutes of putting it on, I, I felt different, um, and you know taking Tylenol, Advil, even the pain pills that they prescribed me, which I hated, didn't do anything. They didn't touch the pain. Um, And this is when I was in restaurant management, so I would show up and I'd be there for an hour and on my feet all day long, and after that first hour, my back was in knots. Right. And it didn't go away. And right
0: now, the common treatment and regular is let's give you painkillers, let's give you muscle relaxers. And send you
1: on out the door, yep. Right.
0: Doesn't seem like We've come a long way when it comes to this, as it far does as because
1: it's been like this for years. It has. So hopefully, uh, we see some evolution here within the next couple of years and it's got to change. Get this stuff mainstream to where. So let's make it easier for people to make a change. Sure. What's your website? Uh, our website is www.getsunmed.com. That being said, come down to one of our stores, okay. um, get a consultation. We can always give you a better deal in the stores. This was meant to be a brick-and-mortar business, so we can give you better deals in the store. Plus, we can tell you what we think you should take and give you a better idea. Well, I want to come to your store. What's the address? So our store in Palm Beach Gardens is 9089 uh, Military Trail, number 25, and we're in Sunny Plaza, our store in West Palm Beach. We are directly across from Century Village, uh, 5928 Okeechobee Boulevard. Century Village. That's got to be a beautiful place for you. It's... we get a good client base out of there. Right? We do. Okay. We do. So what type of holiday specials do you have
0: that you want to tell people about? Because we are coming up, obviously,
1: on Christmas. Sure. So right now, I think we're running a buy one, get one 20% off special. If you're a new customer, we sign you up for our rewards program. Um, and you will you keep getting money coming off anyway. But we run specials all the time. Uh, and right now, yeah, our Christmas special is buy one, get one 20% off your second item. You have kids? I do. I have a daughter. And how old's your daughter? She is six. Six.
0: So when she's twelve, she's going to tell every one of her friends, "My daddy sells pot." <laughs> Probably. Right? I've got the more coolest than daddy in the world. Like you thought your parents were so cool because you were stealing their pot.
2: Well, I didn't say I thought they were cool. I just said I took their stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> just checking. I'm only kidding. Only kidding.
3: But don't forget, six years from now, this could all change because CBD could become a little bit more mainstream. I don't they think could. it's going to become mainstream right away. But I think it'll take a little time. I think you're right. I Jeremy,
0: think... we want to thank you for being here.
1: Thanks for having me, guys. It, it was, was a blast. so much fun. It was and a blast. no, we
0: did not sample anything on the show, whether Marcelo wanted to or not.
1: I still do. I know he does. <laughs> Come on by. Don?
3: <laughs> going out to his car. <laughs>
0: we're, we're going for a little trip out to his car. You want to go? Sure. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Thanks, guys. Thanks for being with us. Merry Christmas, thank you, sir.
4: Thanks for listening to The Secret to My Success on Legends 100.3.